This is Retire at Peace with Gerald G. Ginwright from Mainstream Financial Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Gerald provides his clients and prospects the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Retire at Peace with Gerald G. Ginwright. Hello and welcome back to Retire at Peace. This is Gerald G. Ginwright with Mainstream Financial Group. If you would like more information about what you hear during today's show, Give us a call at 888-324-0589 or visit us online at retireatpeacepodcast.com. And while at my website, click on the radio page and check out our past shows and subscribe on Apple Podcast or Spotify. In my experience, the unique needs and concerns of women who have retired or close to it, is one of the most underreported and little discussed elements of retirement planning. Advertising for retirement tools and services often features images of happy couples eagerly beginning their post-retirement lives as a team. But what about the many women who will enter retirement on their own? During today's episode, we're going to discuss some of the things women can do potentially to make their retirement a little more comfortable. A CNBC article, Men Have Over Three Times More Retirement Savings Than Women, Seven Steps to Make Sure You Are Financially Secure, has some really powerful information. Let's start with some statistics from the article. Currently, women make only 82 cents for every dollar a man makes, which immediately makes preparing for retirement more challenging. Furthermore, women have an average retirement savings of $23,000 compared to $76,000 for men. While those numbers are certainly alarming, the truth is a comprehensive strategy can make all the difference. The first step is to simply be involved with your finances. The old saying that knowledge is power is absolutely true when it comes to your personal finances. Get into the habit of going through all of your accounts on a weekly basis so that you will have a complete understanding of what money is going in and what money is going out. Many of my clients take a peek of their checking accounts every morning right on their phones. Checking your accounts frequently also helps you to understand your spending habits. If you see a bunch of weekly charges from the same coffee shop, it may be a sign that it's time to start brewing your own coffee a little more often. The next step is to set up a savings account that you don't touch. If there's one thing that we all can expect is sometimes getting stung by an unexpected expense, a new set of tires a second plane ticket to a friend's sudden wedding. Having some money set aside for unexpected expenses is always a good move. The rule of thumb is to have set aside three to six months worth of living expenses for an emergency, but ultimately you should simply save as much as you can within your circumstances. Even setting aside $50 per paycheck can eventually turn into a nice pile of money 
that could help you out of something unforeseen that might pop up in the future. And don't forget that having a cash reserve can help you avoid relying too much on credit cards. Take the example of a few set of tires. If you pay cash for an $800 set of tires and you spent $800, but if you put $800 on your credit card, you could end up paying a lot more thanks to interest. The next step is to plan for the future. Sounds simple, maybe even simplistic, right? But the reality is many of us get caught up in the here and now and forget about what we'd like our lives to look like after we leave the office for the last time. As the article points out, women live longer than men on average. So it's critical for women to ask themselves several questions like, what if I outlive my husband or partner? Will I want to keep our home once I'm on my own? Another question to consider is, if I live into my late 80s or my 90s, what will I need in terms of long-term care? And you should consider also how other people's finances may be affected if something were to happen to you. Designing a legacy plan is an important financial step for many women. A legacy plan will spell out how your bills will be paid if you were unable to do it yourself and who will also be identified as heirs for your finances and property. The article next recommends setting financial goals that are focused on long-term security. First, regularly contribute to a savings account. As the article notes, Many financial experts recommend saving at least 20% of your monthly gross income. I'm sure many of you out there yelled, 20%, come on. But the reality is, an amount you can save out of each paycheck is likely to benefit you at some time in the future. Beyond contributing to savings accounts, it may be a smart play to aggressively pay down your high interest debt. For many folks, credit cards are the biggest source of high interest debt. Gather your credit card statements and identify the one with the highest interest and then commit to paying it off as soon as possible. Doing so will save you money on interest and free up more cash for putting into savings. Finally, discover and develop some long-term goals. For example, if you have young children, setting up a fund that covers the cost of their higher education may be a prudent goal. Do you want to take your family on a two-week dream vacation to Disney World? Start saving now to give yourself enough time to pay for the trip in cash rather than credit. The next financial tip for women is to build credit. Having credit in your name is about any of the other financial moves out there. Finding true financial security is extremely challenging when you don't have sufficient credit. According to CNBC, roughly 45 million Americans are credit invisible. But if you fall into that camp, there is no reason to give up hope. The first potential step is to become an authorized yardness or a relative's credit card. 
once you're authorized, you'll begin benefiting from that person's good credit actions for any charges. With this step, you'll want to be sure, definitely certain, the person who is the primary on the account is responsible and trustworthy. The next potential solution is to open a secure credit card. These cards may be a good option for beginners seeking to start building good credit. Secured cards are different than traditional credit cards in that they require a security deposit, which is usually about $200. Most secured cards then provide an opportunity to eventually receive an unsecured card. Finally, you may also be able to gain positive credit by paying certain bills. For example, Experian Boost allows you to connect your bank account to your cell phone and utility bills, and when you pay them on time, it reflects in your credit history. Cable, internet, and streaming services may also qualify for on-time payment credit boosts. A good or excellent credit score is generally 670 and higher. So, if a program like Experian or something similar can gain you even 10 or 20 positive credit points, it's worth it. The article's next tip is to have a relationship with your creditors. Get to know the companies you're working with and don't hesitate to reach out if you have questions or you need help. I'm not saying you have to become best friends with them, but it's important to get below the surface a little so that you can feel comfortable with them. Let me give you an example. If you're looking for a new credit card, your best bet for a card with a good interest rate and decent perks may be with your current bank or credit union, especially if you've been a good customer for a number of years. If your bank or credit union offers a card and you've never overdrawn your debit account, it's likely going to improve your chances of getting qualified for a better card. So women who are planning for retirement, plan well and retire at peace. If you've enjoyed today's show, visit us at retireatpeacepodcast.com and click on my radio page. Also, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And finally, if you want more information about what we discussed today, give us a call at 888-324-0589. Thanks for listening. And until next week, this is Gerald G. Chenwright. Thank you for listening to Retire at Peace. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Gerald G. Ginwright at Mainstream Financial Group. Call 205-324-0589 or visit him online at retireatpeacepodcast.com. Gerald Ginwright and Mainstream Financial Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed in the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.